I want you all to commit to listening to these every week. I don't care if you're driving, doing your chores, cooking, just put on your headphones. If you missed it live, doesn't matter. I appreciate each and everyone that can make it live though, because you get to ask me questions. But if you're listening, make sure you don't miss any of these because the upcoming weeks, literally the upcoming two weeks are going to be extremely important. Not just project updates, but the market updates as well. Uh, so with that, Welcome, everybody, to episode number 23 of Weekly Roundup with Reiki. You know the drill by now. You know the format by now. It should be drilled into your heads. <laughs> we first go through our project updates, so MetaLeon-related updates, and then I follow up with market-related updates. And when I talk about market updates, we don't bring you price updates. We don't bring you price predictions. I don't give you the crap that the general media throws at you. You have the internet for that stuff. If you're coming to me on a weekly basis, you're coming for actual news that matters. Adoption news, regulator, regulation related news, CBDC related news. So all of the important things related to infrastructure and adoption, I'm your guy for that stuff. So without further ado, let's jump right into MetaLeon Society update. So everybody knows by now and if you have been living under a rock i don't blame you we are officially tokenized as a community by the bulls and apes project so that is a utility that i don't want to go into too much detail there's a bap updates bap tokenization channel in discord you can go check out all the different updates related to that there that's a utility that the community asked for and as you know, the leadership of the community asks for something, we absolutely trust them and we know they're asking for something quality. So we went right at it. And I will have to say the Leon family has proven over and over and over that if we set our mind to something, we get it done. So Bulls and A's projects, they saw us, they saw the energy we had been drumming up, they saw the incredible things we'd been doing, the kind of engagement. We did a giveaway, if you notice. We did a community contest, and we had two incredible winners from our community. And Monero did a really, really cool artwork, uh, and I guess that took them about 10 hours to do. And it was just an incredible original artwork, uh, fan art, basically, of the Bulls and Ace Project and MetaLeon together. And Crypto Rap a total legend. We all know him. He was able to snag a win as well. The engagement was incredible. Bulls and Ace Project really saw the engagement there and they, they just knew that, well, this is a community that has been supporting us and we have supported them because of one major reason, that they understand the value of tokenization. And this tokenization program that they have where communities that get tokenized get to harvest the methane token uh so details about that again congratulations to the leon family for getting tokenized everybody was asking when the the update when are we going to go live so that you can use your leons to harvest the methane token well say no more we are live so if you look at the announcements earlier yesterday we did go live with or methane harvesting. So make sure you go check out the BAP uh, tokenization channel, the information regarding uh, 
harvesting your methane token is all in there. Uh, another exciting thing that we're trying to get together is we are in talks with Her Crypto and potentially Tankman, uh, who is their to uh, tokenomics expert. They, we wanted them to help educate our Leons on the BAP ecosystem and how to use their methane tokens. So things are looking positive. Given their schedule, if things work out, they should be able to uh, we should be able to get a space together with them sometime next week uh, to educate our Leon family and have this exclusive uh, space with them. I know their time is very precious. They're very busy with the Apes Project right now. Another interesting and incredible thing that was announced by Anthony, who's one of the founders, he he mentioned that the next big thing that the BAP community is going to be, BAP Project is going to be doing, is going to be related to the... Uh, tokenized communities, and it's going to be related to the meth token. So uh, you might want to get on harvesting your meth because who knows what's coming. So you want to be ready for that stuff and that you now have the ability to harvest your methane token. That is everything. All the updates I had for uh, the BAP initiative and our partnership with them. Next, this is a huge, huge, huge week for us. And why is it huge? I get to sit on daily conversations with Alpha, Leon, and Napoleon on strategies around our second phase of minting. And again, everybody has been super excited. I will repeat uh, so people know. As you know, that we decided to take a phase-by-phase -phase approach for our collection. So right now out there, there's... 2005 Leons only out of a total of 5,000. And we deliberately are closing the mint after every phase because we only want to mint once we have delivered utility. We don't want to completely mint out and hope that we deliver the utility. We will only mint our collection, open up the mint again once we have delivered utility. So first phase was when we delivered the artwork and we delivered the rarity tool and all the community incentives. Second phase, which we're opening right now, we promised we're going to open after we deliver our crowdfunding platform. So what the second phase is going to help us with, it's going to help us with the company creation. So as you know, our the company is going to be set up in Switzerland in a special economic zone in Switzerland where tokenization has been uh, very well established and there's good regulations around it. Uh, and... Uh, I'll talk about the process and where we are with that in a little bit, but um, that's where phase two is going to be. So phase two minting. What I want to share with you right now, though, is, again, it could be early next week or this week, but we're shooting for this week to make a major announcement around our marketing strategy and what we're going to do for uh, our phase two. Like what is going to be the plan? So everybody, we appreciate your patience and we appreciate your excitement because this is going to be, a f the next few weeks are going to be extremely incredible for the Leons. So get excited, get hyped up right after this exciting news with the BAP collaboration. We're moving on to our next big thing. It's like week after week, we got incredible things coming. So if you haven't been able to grab a Leon from the floor, I know the floor has been crazy. Don't you worry. The second phase is coming sooner than you think. Get your ETH ready. 
we are going to be announcing, as you all know, that we're all about transparency. We, we love to make sure that our Leon family is safe and secure, and they're in complete control of their holdings in terms of strategy and everything. So you will know our exact marketing plan, what we're going to be doing and the push. And we will need you guys right behind us when we do that. So keep an eye out for this week or early next week, we will release our entire marketing plan and what are, what's our strategy around the second phase of minting, which we're going to open very soon. One thing I am also very excited about, I was reviewing a document that uh, Napoleon and Alpha Leon, by the way, guys, if you haven't thanked these guys for being the awesome leaders that they are, how many of you actually got the chance to take a look at the Twitter, uh, take a look at the post on our official Twitter? They, they've been docs since day one. And that's a lot of, that's uh, some of the newer Leon family members don't know that. I have the only reason I decided to take up the place. I was just a community member and I got to sit with these guys on a video call, just like everybody else in our discord and got to chat with them about life, the project and everything else. I have never, ever come across more genuine and hardworking people and so driven. So when I tell you that this thing that I'm going to share with you right now, so for the second phase of minting, Alpha, Leon, and Napoleon have come up with a set of detailed topics, and they're going to call them episodes, and they're going to be around different themes, and the visuals look incredible for those. So it's it's going to be like like a storybook. Like we're going to, for the second phase of minting, they're actually creating a story around what the different aspects of the project are. I ended up talking for about 40, 45 minutes and I couldn't even cover like 30% of our project. And I was talking really fast. So it can get overwhelming. So basically I reviewed a Google doc that they've put together. It is so well structured and it is going to cover different aspects of the project and the kind of utility we're bringing for people. So that people can answer, uh, people can get their questions answered and they can consume that information over a period of time. And it also creates excitement around our project around the second phase of minting. So get excited for that. Uh, that is how those AMAs are going to go. They already have talks out. Uh, they're already in touch with some of our major partners uh, that we built partnerships with when we did the first phase of minting. I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but if you want to take a look at our official partner list, we do have it in Discord. We have some huge giant names, some big alpha groups that uh, that have some big wallets. It's it's crazy. Like every time we've pitched the project to someone, they're like, when's your mint opening again? So guys, get your ETH ready because we we might things might go faster than we think here. Uh, so with that, yeah, that's the news around everything we're going to be doing for the project. So wait for the official announcement either early this week, later, uh, or later this week or early next week. And uh, the spaces are going to be structured in an episode format. So there's themes around it. Uh, I, again, uh, with that, that is everything I wanted to share around the second phase of minting. Again, more details to come once the announcement's out. So you, again, don't want to miss my second, my, my next uh, weekly roundup next week. Uh, really, really want to encourage each and every Leon member to 
continue to push on Twitter, share your Leons and get excited. You could honestly start posting about very excited about phase two minting because we need to start developing interest and excitement and every keep showing up with our Leon PFPs, right? So the job is not done. Phase two is about to go live and you you want people to hear about us because why, why wouldn't you, right? Like we're doing some incredible stuff here. So we're very excited. Uh, I promised you that I'm going to talk a little bit more about the business side of things, the legal side of things. So uh, our founders are going to be meeting with Vincent, who is one of the attorney partners at Leaks, L-E-A-X. And if you don't know what that organization is, it is one of the most reputed legal firms in uh, the area of New Chautel. That's where the company is going to get registered. That is where they met with the, I believe it was the Chamber of Commerce, uh, a gentleman from there who had a secret wallet that literally after talking to our founders, they they bought a bunch of Leons because they were so bullish on the project. So they're going to be meeting with uh, Vincent from Leaks. Uh, they are our legal partners for registering the company. Uh, again, as you all know, we're doing our due diligence to get everything in compliance before we even start onboarding customers because that is the right way to go. Um, and we're very excited about it. So we'll let you know how that meeting goes. And it's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, again, the company really likes us. The The legal firm, they're very excited to work with us. They, they're already very impressed by how much our founders already know about uh, STOs and what goes into registering them and things like that, because most people just go to this law firm and they just hope things get done because yes, they've worked with over 60 uh, startups in crypto to get them off the ground, right? So um, they're very happy with us and we're very happy to be working with them. And it's, again, I call this the non-sexy part of the project because it's not hype, it's not anything, it's just legal compliance and business things that need to happen. And that's when you know you're in good hands because the due diligence, the wor hard work in the back end, you don't get to see that. But these are the kind of details you get to hear in the weekly roundup, like who are our founders meeting with? What kind of conversations are they having? I can't share exact details because that is a privileged conversation, but you will know that who are they meeting and you can literally go on Google and search and, and you have your answers. So that's that's everything I had related to our project. And again, I am beyond excited for our phase two. Uh, it's going to be incredible, guys. We have worked incredibly hard over the last bear market. Minting in a bear market was not easy. But, you know, we promised you that we're going to deliver things, and we did. And you would be surprised with the kind of treasury we had being able to deliver the roadmap to the point that we have our crowdfunding platform, it's nothing less than a miracle. Like we've seen projects out there with like 10 times the treasury of ours with no utility. And that's the kind of example we're trying to set for other people. If you manage your treasury in the bear market, you are going to be extremely successful in the bull market because you show good money habits, right? Um, so that's pretty much all the updates I had for our wonderful project. I want to move on quickly to our market updates. So guys, 
this is the part where I need you to pay attention because something incredibly bad is happening. And again, nothing to get too worried about because I know in crypto, we tend to get super excited and then super depressed and there's no balance. But you know, I always practice balance. I remind everybody to practice balance. So I'm warning you in advance because this is something you should expect. So what am I warning you about? I'm noticing uh, based on my research and everything that I'm seeing and all the things that I know that the US government is cracking down on crypto. And I know it's FUD. It's like, oh, China has been banning crypto for 50,000 years and nothing ever happens. This is not that. So what's happening right now, if you're keeping an eye on the news and especially the SEC, which is a Securities and Exchange Commission led by Gary Gensler. Uh, and a lot of people don't like Gary Gensler. And it's not because he doesn't look cute or anything. It's because Gary Gensler is actively trying to sabotage the crypto market. And why is he doing that? And how is he doing that? Why? Well, I'll talk about it later when I tell you why you should be worried. And I'll tell you why you shouldn't be worried as well. So you have both perspectives. But he is doing it by literally calling everything a security. So when you call everything a security, you have to go register with the SEC. And then it literally is like the lengthiest process because apparently SEC doesn't want to do anything with crypto. So they, if you want to apply with them, they're not going to pass your application. You're just going to be stuck in limbo until you eventually run out of money and then you die off. That's half of the crypto projects that were legitimate. And this is what kicked off my spider sense on this stuff. So over the past few weeks, I've been noticing a coordinated attack on crypto and a very specific part of crypto, and that is stable coins. And I was, I was thinking about it because last week, Paxos, if you don't know what Paxos is, it's a company that is registered, by the way, in the U.S., and it's regulated. I believe it is regulated because they've been functioning just fine for years. Uh, they got a warning. Well, basically, they got a notice from NYDFS, which is a New York-based uh, financial organization by the government of U.S. Uh, they ordered them to stop issuing BUSD. So how... So BUSD is the Binance stablecoin for US dollar. And how Binance gets its USD is Paxos is an independent organization that takes in US dollars in fiat and then converts it into BUSD. So it mints BUSD. So that's how BUSD came into existence. So NYDFS literally told Paxos to stop issuing BUSD. BUSD... Uh, Paxos has issued a public statement saying they're going to basically stop minting any new BUSD. And over a period of time, that stablecoin is going to go to zero. But they did say that they are completely backed, which is the whole point. Like, this is why I am so mad. And I'm also worried because if they were completely backed, then why is the SEC, again, the New York, uh, the New York entity? went after them and literally the next day the news came out that SEC is wanting to sue Paxos because SEC is claiming that the BUSD is a security. So not only the US entity, but also SEC. So it's clearly like they're coordinating this. So 
they are completely backed and they said that they're going to keep giving people their money back until everybody is redeemed and eventually there's going to be no money because there's no more BUSD being issued anymore. Uh, so not going to go too much into detail. I really wanted to understand what's happening there. Um, so SEC, again, so this was Paxos, right? So BUSD, they attacked them. Then SEC goes on to sue Kraken, which is one of the most compliant exchanges in the world. And it's a very good actor in the space. And everybody knows that. They settled a $30 million lawsuit. So they fined Kraken for offering a staking product. And staking is basically, they're, they're staking your coins for you and passing you the staking rewards. Like they have nothing to do in the middle. But apparently SEC said that that's that product, the lending, the staking product is a security and then Kraken should stop. So Kraken had to give them the $30 million and now they cannot offer staking, uh, the staking product to any of the US customers ever again in their whole business existence. Coinbase has come out and said uh, that they are going to fight if uh, they are going to keep uh, allowing people to use their staking uh, feature. Uh, they are going to fight the SEC if they sue them. I don't know how much I trust Coinbase because, again, Coinbase is weird. Right now, XRP is getting sued by SEC. So you, you see all these lawsuits, right? And I've been trying to connect the dots. <laughs> I've been feeling like that movie, right, where the guy's like connecting all the dots and stuff. It's clearly what they're trying to do is literally stop retail money from flowing into crypto. And retail money flows into crypto how? Stable coins. How does DeFi work right now? Stable coins. So they really, they know they can't stop crypto because it's decentralized, but what they can do is slow it down. So they're doing it by making it more and more difficult. And Elizabeth Warren, by the way, who is a U.S. Senator from the Democratic Party, I'm not political. I don't give two craps about politics, but she is someone who was also involved in something back in the day called Operation Choke Point. So Elizabeth Warren was one of the people out there that ensured that certain businesses back in the day, some of them were illegitimate, which I understand, but some of them were legitimate. They, she coordinated a bunch of U.S. entities to kind of stop them from getting financial services. So banks couldn't create accounts for them, stuff like that. It's exactly what's happening right now with crypto businesses. Everybody's stopping their businesses with crypto. PayPal was going to come out with its own stable coin. They're working on it. They came out with a public statement. They weren't going to stop working on it. Right? So you're going to be like, Reiki, why are you sharing this? What are you doing? Right? And again, my job is not to make statements. My job is to take in the information and educate my Leon family. So they're 10 steps ahead of everyone else. This is bad news for crypto. Don't take it lightly. They are going to keep attacking crypto because they really don't like crypto. Like clearly I'm noticing from all the different Senate hearings, like politics was least on my radar, but eventually rules are created for the industry by the politicians. So I have to keep an eye on the politicians. Democratic party doesn't like crypto. They hate it. I don't understand why, because 
crypto is supposed to stand for inclusion in the economy, banking the unbanked and gr giving people the right to own their own money. And apparently they're against it. And what's happening is they're going to keep doing this. And until when? One thing, if you notice, if they're going after stable coins, Circle, by the way, the parent company that issues the USDC, one of the biggest US dollar stable coins, Circle is nowhere to be mentioned. SEC is not even touching them. And guess what I found? Circle was the one that went out to the New York department and tipped them off about BUSD, claiming that BUSD is actually not 100% backed. And guess who's backing Circle? BlackRock. For those of you that don't know what BlackRock is, it's one of the biggest financial firms in the world. They have close to $25 trillion just in one of their AI tools called Aladdin, I think. I think they handle over $60 trillion. They, ha they handle money for governments. So th BlackRock is huge. And guess what huge companies like to do? They like to get bigger. And guess which is the most recent upcoming asset class? The cryptocurrency market. And guess who wants the biggest share of that asset class? BlackRock. So guess what they're doing? Literally using their power. And this is my speculation part, right? Don't quote me to this. Maybe this is not happening. Maybe I'm lying or maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I want to be wrong, but it definitely feels like if there's preferential things happening against and for people, certain stable coins are a problem, certain aren't, then clearly somebody's calling the shots and telling these regulators to do what they wanted them to do. So here's my prediction, right? This, this, this All this stuff with the regulation, like SEC is not going to provide any clarity. They're going to keep saying that our job is to only apply the rules. Congress creates the rules and Congress is not going to create any rules because that's how things are. And SEC is going to keep suing these stable coins and eventually going to start stop all these exchanges. It's going to literally kick out all of the stable coins and all of these exchanges out of business, out of the U.S. Because they know the U.S. is the biggest market, right? And then hand over the crypto industry to BlackRock. And how are they going to do that? USDC. And here's my speculation number two. US government has been looking at a central bank digital currency for a long, long time, right? And they know they can't do it themselves because anything the government creates, it's pretty crappy. Have you ever been to a government website? It's horrible. So they know they have to partner with a private company. Well, guess what? They're already friends with BlackRock and BlackRock practically owns Circle and that has USDC. It's a flip of a switch and USDC in a, in a day, again, I'm making it sound simpler than it is. USDC could be the official US central bank digital currency. It's compliant. It's issued in the United States. It's going to be backed by BlackRock, which everybody trusts because they have every government's money. It's the perfect play. And if this plays out in the next two years, you can call me a future teller or something. But the reality is I, I, I think I'm smart enough to kind of see, and I know you guys are too. 
And I want to be wrong and I want to be proven wrong that, hey, this is all speculation. Nothing like this is happening. This is coincidental. I would love this. But all of this happening at the same time, while things are happening for some people and things aren't happening for some people, and there's no clear answer as to why, I am forced to think that this is this is coordinated. And this is going to be good and bad for the industry. And this is where I want you to think about this important uh, in a very important way. Are you going to make money? Yes. How? Once BlackRock and these big companies step into the industry and your your Bank of Americas and your BNY Mellons and your uh, Wells Fargo's and JP Morgan's, they start offering crypto, the industry is going to get huge, right? But it's going to increase the... Uh, basically, the the market the, the market cap is going to go bonkers. Ten trillion is nothing crazy in the next five years for a crypto market, right? Two hundred two hundred fifty thousand Bitcoin, all that stuff. It is child's play if that happens. Here's the stuff that makes me sad, though. If that is the route that industry goes, and all the major banks and 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 BlackRock kind of own crypto, the industry, it's going to be the death of decentralization. Because these people like control. So if you want to buy crypto, you would have to KYC with them. You have to have a bank account. You want to withdraw your money. They want your ID. They want your address. They want your proof. They want to know it's you. They want to know where they can find you so that the U.S. government can get its cut in taxes. They can get their cut. And they can still control you with, with, their, with their beautiful ways, right? So... That that's kind of what I wanted to share and the important thing. So what do you have to do right now? Nothing. Right? Just make sure though, if you have stable coins, it seems like, again, don't quote me on this, USDC seems to be the safest safest one right now. Um, so if you want to use stable coins, that might be the one because apparently BlackRock is backing them up. Another interesting thing that people are not noticing, BlackRock has secretly bought a huge stake in Silvergate Bank. And if you don't know what Silvergate Bank is, Google it up. It is the it is the one of the only, or I think it's the only crypto bank in the US. Coinbase banks with them. Uh, sadly, FTX was banking with them. Every legitimate crypto and some le illegitimate like FTX, but every crypto business in the US like works with Silvergate and their stock is down like 98% after FTX, but BlackRock is buying up their stock and they have a huge stake in it. Why would they want to do that if they know the crypto industry is going to fall, right? You don't see that in the news, but they're doing it in the back end. So I'm going to keep bringing you these plays. These rich people think they know everything. They, they can do everything in the dark and nobody's going to know, but guess what? They're smart people. We might not have the money like they do, but we have the internet and we have brains so we can think for ourselves. So that's kind of the update there. So don't be too alarmed. This is normal. This is what they do. They manipulate markets and get their friends rich and richer while making other people poor. And that's how they increase the wealth divide and control people. That is how it works. Money controls everything. So it's if you don't see it, they they want you to sell your crypto pretty much and 
all the bad news you're going to see in the market, it's going to be directed to make you feel like you want to sell your crypto because it's not going to go anywhere. That is when they buy it up for cheap and make their friends buy for cheap, and then they sell it back to you for 10 times the price. Anyway, that's kind of the update there. Now we want to move on to some exciting stuff that's happening in the market. I'm very, very excited for what's going on with El Salvador. So those of you that don't know what El Salvador is doing with Bitcoin, you might already know that Bitcoin is their legal tender. They use Bitcoin as their national currency now. They have bonds that are issued on Bitcoin. Uh, with their their mining Bitcoin with geothermal energy, it's incredible. El Salvador has has been going bonkers. Like no matter what the price is, they keep they keep pushing with Bitcoin. Interesting thing they're doing right now. They're opening these these embassies. They're calling them Bitcoin embassies. They opened the first one in our very founders' country. They opened the first one in Lugano, Switzerland. And guys, if you don't know why Lugano is important, Lugano was one of the first city states, I guess it's a state. I'll have to look. But Lugano was the first location in the world, like a like a jurisdiction that made Bitcoin. And I think one of the stable coins was a USDT, I think. They made them like a legal tender in that region. So like people could use it for, to pay for things, right? So you, El Salvador has opened opened their first Bitcoin embassy in Lugano in 2022. Guess where they opened their second one very recently? I'm not going to keep you waiting. It was in the US. And you should already know, one of the most crypto-friendly, well, not just crypto, I would say Bitcoin-friendly for now because it's. I feel like it's more Bitcoin-related. Texas is one of the most Bitcoin-friendly uh, states in the US right now. So that's where they're going to open up their second Bitcoin embassy. Uh, the government officials in uh, from El Salvador, the the representative from their government, uh, made a public statement that they're excited for this. This the whole purpose behind these Bitcoin embassies is to promote cross jurisdiction innovation in Bitcoin and education around Bitcoin. So this is exciting, guys. The more people know about this, the more they learn about this, the better for adoption it is, right? So staying on Bitcoin news, those of you that don't know, Bitcoin now, uh, there's been there's been some innovation there around issuing NFTs on Bitcoin. What do I think about it? I'm going to keep my personal opinions out of it. But what it's doing, though, and the NFTs on Bitcoin are called ordinals. And what's happening with that is it has actually made history for Bitcoin in two ways. Number one, ordinals have become the, the only other reason other than transacting of value on the Bitcoin blockchain. So Bitcoin blockchain did not have any other utility other than being able to send or receive funds pretty much. Now there's NFTs on it, right? So this has become history, like the first utility outside of payments on Bitcoin. Um, and that's not the only history that they made. They also made another big history that the number of non-zero Bitcoin holding addresses has now gone way past 44 million wallets for the first time. And that's huge. And it's only because of ordinals. So exciting news there in Bitcoin. Would I mint uh, ordinals on Bitcoin? No, 
Uh, is there promise there? Sure. Are they going to be around for a while? Yes. Is there going to be hype? Yes. Are they going to have value in a few years? Yes. Is it going to be sustainable? No. So that's my that's my summary. Not going to go too much into it. Next piece, super important, DBS Bank. So if you don't know what DBS Bank is, it's one of the largest banks in Singapore. Actually, not Singapore. One of the largest banks in Southeast Asia. It is based out of Singapore, headquartered there. Uh, DBS Bank handles billions of dollars in assets. It's one of the most, most growing and strongest banks in Southeast Asia right now. And they have been pro-crypto for a while. They have their own exchange. They have their own custody service, I believe. They've been running their crypto business for a while. And because of that, they are expanding their crypto business and they're going to offer crypto trading within Hong Kong. And Hong Kong, I think, has very, I believe uh, they're working on crypto regulations and uh, they seem like they're pro-crypto, but there's also some some lagging effects of uh, lack of regulatory clarity just like we have in the u.s so it's kind of a weird market so they're they're taking their steps very carefully but here's the exciting piece that their uh, their ceo shared dbs bank actually showed 20 percent net profit and i'm gonna say profit just remember i'm not saying revenue all right i'm saying profit this is all the money they made right uh minus all the expenses they showed a 20% profit over last year, by the way, just to put in perspective, last year was a bear market, guys. So nobody should have been making money in crypto. They made 20% profit in their crypto business, right? So clearly the need is there. The demand is there. If you don't see it, you don't see it. I've been yelling out the top of the rooftop. If you're going to try to time the market like, oh, Reiki, I'm going to save my 10 grand and like wait for the market to bottom and then buy in. Oh, good luck. You're going to be sitting around waiting and then might eventually FOMO at the top and then lose all your money. That's what 99% people do. And don't blame me for it. Time in the market is important than timing the market. And that's that's not my wisdom. <laughs> that is uh, our very own Warren Buffett. Sad thing is he doesn't understand crypto, but again, you can't expect him to understand everything. The guy's like 50,000 years old. So got to give him credit where it's due. He is a successful investor, but again, he doesn't get the industry. He didn't understand Apple, but he eventually FOMO'd into Apple. So I hope he FOMO's into Bitcoin before he kicks the bucket. Uh, but that, that's that's the DBS news right there. So Southeast Asia is on fire a lot of regulations I already shared a couple of weeks ago, a lot of regulations happening there. They're working really hard on central bank digital currencies as well. So keep an eye out. Southeast Asia is definitely going to be the leader in crypto, in my opinion. Um, and then the Middle East, of course, the Middle East. Uh, Middle East, Southeast Asia, both combined, are definitely going to be light years ahead of the West in terms of uh, regulation. Uh, well, next piece. Germany. All right. Siemens, if you know Siemens, ginormous company does a bunch of stuff. So Siemens is launching a $64 million worth digital bond. Well, not just one bond. They're launching their digital bonds that are worth that much on the Polygon network. And you know what that is? 
That, my dear friends, is called tokenization. They're taking physical bonds, paper bonds, and they're tokenizing them on the blockchain. I wonder who else is working on tokenization, right? So if you don't see it, we've been, again, yelling on top of our lungs. In the next decade, the tokenization industry is going to be worth more than the crypto industry. And we're positioned perfectly. We're working on getting the company set up, regulatory clarity done with the legal team. We're going to be set for this, guys. So don't. we're not looking for a small piece of the pie. The pie is so big that we could probably get diabetes eating that pie. So just, just so you know that this is how we're positioning ourselves. So Siemens is launching its bonds, its digital bonds on the Polygon network. And Polygon, by the way, again, this is not financial advice. I don't personally own that much Polygon. I probably have like $300 worth of Polygon. Um, I like Polygon. And I not for the, the price action stuff. I don't care about that stuff much. I believe in fundamentals. Polygon is actually helping the crypto industry by a huge, huge, huge margin. They're getting these Web2 and Web2 Web and real-life partnerships with giant, giant players. Like they're launching their, I don't even know, man, Disney. They've got Starbucks. They've got some giant retailer. They've got everybody. And Polygon is the choice of place to be because their tech is insane. And guess where the tech is built, where it's built on? It's on Ethereum. So it's a layer two. And I'm going to stay on Polygon here because I, I talked to you about the ZK EVM. So EVM, for those of you who don't know, is the Ethereum virtual mach machine. So you can compare it to your CPU, right, in your computer. Your computer is centralized. It's in your house. It processes things. So it's the brain of your computer. But what's the brain of a decentralized network? Ethereum is everywhere, right? So how does it know what to process and how to process it? It's through the EVM. And the Ethereum EVM is kind of old at this point. It's like almost a decade old. So it works. It's great. It's stable. But it's not going to scale Ethereum to the next level.